I was thinking about doing some gambling myself. You know, just a little bit of money. Maybe doubling it and doubling it several more times. I don't know. Kind of just for fun. I was thinking, do you have any tips or ideas about sure things? Welcome into another edition of By the Hook. Colby Powell and Andrew Gilman with you on a Wednesday. Uh, we got together last week, hit some winners, couple of losers, made some golf picks. We'll do it all again today. Andrew, what's going on? Did you have fun at the Thunder game last night? I did have fun at the Thunder game last night, and to some extent, uh, that helps uh, drive the conversation today because if we're talking about NBA futures, uh, there was one team that had a hard time scoring and another team that was really good at defending the other team. The Clippers at full strength in March and April are no joke. Uh, it's yeah. hard to get a shot off against those guys. With Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell, I mean, that's some guys who can defend the perimeter pretty well. The Clippers uh, are pretty scary as we look at the NBA futures. We might as well just go ahead and dive in right there. The Clippers yeah. right now, only the third best odds to win the NBA championship. They're behind the Bucks, who are at plus 225, the Lakers, who are at plus 275, the Clippers are at plus 350, which if healthy, again, which is a big if, because they've only played about 30 games with everybody together this season. If healthy, plus 350 seems like a pretty good bet on the Clippers. It seems like a really good bet on the Clippers, and I'm just looking for a team that's going to make sure that one, are they going to win their first round series? Uh, yes, the Clippers are going to win their first round series no matter who it's against. Then you can value bet the Clippers at that point. I think they're a Western Conference team, Western Conference Finals team, regardless of what happens. Uh, so you know you're going to get them into the next round. But to me, at plus 350, how many other teams could beat them this year? The Lakers? Okay, probably. Maybe Denver? Probably not. No, not Milwaukee. Denver. That's about I, I think I think the okay, Lakers and the Bucks okay, and that's it. Milwaukee. Then, then you're making my point for me. Then there's less teams out there. And if you're getting me three and a half times my money, I'd throw something down on the Clippers because they're probably even up against Milwaukee in the finals anyway. Yeah, I think that's the smart bet. Also, if you look at what the Clippers have done, they're kind of built to beat the Lakers. Like, yes, the Lakers have been a better regular season team, but the Clippers went healthy with all that perimeter defense, and then they just went out. The Lakers and the Clippers each added a Morris twin. I'm not going to try to guess which team has which Morris, but they've both got not one. Yeah, they've both got one. Uh, and by the way, uh, whichever Morris it was committed the most boneheaded foul at the end of the third quarter last night I've maybe ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah, that was right in front of us, and that's a team that's up, what, 18 at that time? They were up 20. So they were 89-69. Yeah, whatever it was. I mean, the Thunder, there, there was no point in that game where I thought the Thunder were going to win. I know that they got it down to three or five there at one point, close to the second, uh, the beginning of the uh, middle of the second quarter, whatever it was. But there was no doubt that the Clippers are built to just stifle you, and when you say that they've only played 30 games or so with all their players, some of that's by design too. They're resting these guys. They're doing it the right way. Whereas I think Milwaukee is closer to uh, that golden state team that we saw a couple years ago, not in star power as much as it is. They're trying to win every damn game of the regular season and beat the brakes off of people. And it's working. I don't know how much that changes once the playoffs start. You know, the lane gets a little bit tighter. Uh, there's not as much space to move around for Giannis, uh, which makes me think that the Lakers or the Clippers are a better bet than the Bucks are. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Milwaukee, just for the simple fact that I think Milwaukee gets to the NBA championship. I don't think anybody in the East beats Milwaukee. So 
just on those odds, I know it's plus 225, but if you assume they're going to get to the NBA championship, all they have to do is have things go right for one series. And I mean, they're a good enough time. They're a good enough team and they'll have the best player on the floor in every game. So I, I think Milwaukee, if I were picking two, I don't think the Lakers are worth your money. I think a lot would have to go right for the Lakers to win the NBA title, but the Bucks and the Clippers uh, are both pretty good. If you're looking for a value play, like, like you were talking about, if you want to bet somebody and then hedge them off in the playoffs, what about Philly yeah. at 25-1 to 1 with the potential to make the, the Eastern Conference Finals, and then you could hedge them off and bet Milwaukee to win the series, and you're guaranteed to win some money? You like the Heat at 25-1? to 1? Uh, No, I like the Sixers at 25-1. to 1. Oh, the Sixers at 20. Yeah, both of them are at 25 to 1. Um, yes. Do the Sixers, question for you. Do the Sixers have to play road games in the playoffs? They, let me check. The rules might be different in the East. We're used to covering the Thunder. Right. Yes. Yeah, check yes. on that for me. They do have to play at least um, three games on the road in a seven game series. And yeah, against the Bucks, I don't it like would be the four. Sixers then, not this year. Uh, if you're looking for value on the Sixers, give me the Sixers at 10 to 1. To get to the Eastern, or to win the East, and not to win the whole thing, but just to get to the finals. I'd rather do that, and then uh, you know you could bet Milwaukee for the series if, in fact, it was Milwaukee playing against them. I don't know where the standings are going to be at the end of the year, whether they'd play before or they'd be a, a Eastern Conference Finals. But Milwaukee at minus one seventy-five and the Sixers at ten to one to win the East. I like both of those plays. That is Andrew Gilman. I'm Colby Powell. This is By the Hook. Hit us up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell, at Andrew Gilman. Okay. Let us know what your favorite plays are, your favorite futures plays, if you've got any good plays going tonight or over the weekend. I uh, I haven't been tweeting as many out. I won't be tweeting many out this weekend. I'll be in the mountains, probably uh, down cell service even. So I'll try to keep an eye on our picks as best I can. Why don't we talk a little NCAA basketball as Kansas is the number one team in the country and they have the best odds to win the NCAA championship at four to one, followed by Gonzaga, Baylor, and Dayton at seven to one, nine to one, and ten to one. When you're looking at college basketball futures, Andrew, are you trying to find a team like I don't know Auburn at thirty three to one who makes the the Elite Eight, and then you try to yep. hedge off from there? Is that the plan, or do you like going with one of the guys that you think can actually win the tournament? I, I'll tell you what, I missed the boat on this one. I love Dayton from the moment I saw him at the beginning of the year. They played in Maui. They lost to Kansas in the finals of that tournament. I've liked them since the beginning of the year, and now you're getting them at what? They're what is ten, it, 9 they're to, one, 10 or to 1. You probably could have got them at what, 75 to 1 to start the year? Maybe, maybe not 75, but maybe 50. And what I'm trying to do is get a team in the tournament that I, well, one, that I know is going to be a decent seed in the tournament, anywhere from hell, uh, two to seven, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, and then you never know what can happen after that. If I can get a team, if I can get a team past the first weekend, I'm looking for a team that's going to make it past the first weekend. And then I can worry about hedging after that and probably make my money back either way. So, uh, Dayton almost as not, you're not getting the same value on them. I don't think they're good enough. I do think Gonzaga is a team to look at. I know that they're, uh, obviously they're going to be a number one seed, but they're a team that doesn't usually disappoint. Uh, late in the season, Kansas is a team that disappoints. And if you can give me Kansas right now at six in the neighborhood of six to one, 
I think that's some pretty good value on on a really on a team that's playing really well right now. Yeah, I think Kansas is the best team in the country. I think as long as Azubuke doesn't get in foul trouble in the tournament, they should be fine. Even if he does, yeah. Devon Dotson Saturday against Kansas State, they they shut Azubuke down. He didn't score for about the final fifteen minutes, and Devon Dotson went nuts, and they end up pulling out a win in, in a game that they probably had no business winning. Other Big Twelve teams, West Virginia is at thirty three to one. Defending no, uh, no. national runner up Texas Tech is at fifty to one. Any any value no. in Tech at fifty to one to get out of the first weekend? I don't think they get out of the first weekend. I'm looking at teams in the eighteen to twenty five range. I like Florida State a lot. I don't think a lot of people are talking about Seton Hall. Uh, I think that's a solid team as well. A team like West Virginia. Uh, obviously, they're not playing very well, but I stay away from teams that are so. And West Virginia is the only example that really makes the case the best that is so contingent on the referees. West Virginia literally has to go into every game with Bob Huggins saying, well, they can't call every foul. And generally they don't call every foul. But in an NCAA tournament situation, maybe they do. And then you get into all sorts of trouble. So if those teams are penalized by referees, if you're contingent on refs making calls, I'm going to stay away from you in the tournament. Kansas has something that nobody else has. And I liked Purdue a couple years ago when it was the same way. They've got a big guy. And when they throw it down to the big guy, all it takes is one timeout for Bill Self to say, hey, give it to the big fella down there. And you're back in, you know, late 80s, 90s basketball where the big man can sort of rule. There's just not that much of that that goes on. I think what it does is it limits other teams' runs and it settles an offense down where you don't have to be so worried about three-pointers on every possession. Uh, you know, Oklahoma uh, is a team that can make a bunch of threes. But they're just so damn hard to watch because when they don't make them, it just takes you back to the Peach Basket era. And that's what happened last night with that Texas game. By the way, I wished we had been able to record yesterday because I was all over Texas getting seven points against OU. Are you kidding me? You trust OU to beat anybody by ten points? I know they beat West Virginia and they played well against Tech, but don't they haven't played three good games in a row in months. Yeah, and it was, a, it was a hot OU team, but it was a hot Texas team, too. Texas won four in a row going into last night. Yeah, and they, they saved Shaka's job is what they've done. They've gone from out of the tournament, out of a coach, to in the tournament now. They've moved all the way up back into the tournament. And uh, I think as it sits, uh, if OU had won last night, they would have been locked into the three seed, uh, which probably would have meant another matchup with Texas. But uh OU is going to have to play uh, a little bit better for me to have any. I wouldn't even value value bet OU in the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, I wouldn't even value bet West Virginia in the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, if we're talking odds, future odds for that, we can do that. We should do that next week. By the way, uh, when we record, uh, we could go through some of these conference tournaments and see where uh, some college basketball value is. Yeah, we'll absolutely do that next week. Uh, all right, that's Andrew Gilman. I'm Colby Powell. Follow us on Twitter at Colby J Powell at Andrew Gilman. Okay, why don't we look at last week's... So every time we record, we're going to give you uh, three picks for the day. So last week, okay. Andrew, on your three picks, you went yep. one and two. One Boo. and two. Sub 500 to start the season. Not your best effort. That, that's your statement there. You're just going to let me know that I went one and two. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. I'm letting you know. I'm letting everybody know. You had a couple of losers. You had St. Louis minus 14. They won by 13. So that one's a little rough, but you know... You also took the Knicks as a favorite, which the logic made sense, but in hindsight, it's like you were still betting on the Knicks, who are a really bad team, so, you know, just one of those things. Okay, thanks for letting everyone know. Appreciate that. Can we move on to this week? You're welcome. And I was the big winner last week, 2-1. Thank you. Pay that man his money.
Yep, that's a big winner. Big winner week one. Yeah. Golf picks. Huge winner. Way to go. Golf picks. I'll take my 28 to 1 Daniel Berger with a top five finish. Thanks. Appreciate you. Play that man his money. I love that sounder. I'm going I'm to wear that sounder out. Did you wear, did you, did you bet him as a top five finisher? Or did you bet him as a winner? Uh, so we talked about last week on the show that we are basically giving out winners every week, but we're also going to track top fives and top tens. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, congrats to you. And I had uh, Billy Horschel who was right there until he shot. I think he shot like uh, 75. something that started with an eight on Sunday. No, he shot 75 he on Sunday. He was bad on Sunday. He was right there. You know, that, that course played really tough on those guys, so it wasn't like there were super low scores that won that thing. Uh, but I had the I had another guy that was in the top 20 going into Sunday and then finished way outside the money. Yep, petered out. So, uh, all right, tonight's games, we've got, I believe, nine games on a Wednesday night in the NBA, including the Thunder on a back-to-back. You uh, Any value yeah. in the Thunder tonight? Minus seven? Uh, seven seems like a lot, which makes me think Thunder might be a good play. I think you're going to get maximum effort out of them because – one, uh, they've played, what, now two pretty good stinkers in a row. Uh, and if you can't get right against Detroit, uh, they may, you know. What, what we've seen with this team this year is their inability to go into a tailspin. They haven't had that stretch of where they go two and eight or they go a, a three and nine or something like that. And, and I'm not suggesting that that's going to happen, but when you lose against two really good teams like this, how you respond against a bad team is sort of a good indicator of where this team is headed. You need that's, There's no shame in losing by 15 or 18 to the Clippers, and, and I'll give them a full pass on losing to uh, uh, Milwaukee by 50. They just haven't had that game this year. But if they, if they don't show up tonight in Detroit, I think we got an issue because Detroit's not going anywhere. Yeah, second night of a back-to-back. You weren't competitive last night. Uh, I like the Thunder. It actually opened at 8.5, and, and it's down to 7. So the line's been on the move. A point and a half is a pretty big move in the NBA. If you're making me make a play on that, I'd probably take the Thunder. I'd also consider the over at 214. That's just a, that, that seems lowish to me. I don't think Detroit's going to be all in defensively. I do think the Thunder might give you a better defensive effort, but you're assuming that uh, one team's going to score in what? Oh. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh, it's already gone up to two fourteen and a half. It just moved up a half a point. So I guess somebody else is on that too. Um, yeah, I would probably look at the over, but I think the Thunder or no play is the play on that game. Thunder and over are the consensus here on by the hook. Uh, Celtics Cavs tonight used to be a fun matchup when LeBron was in Cleveland, yeah. and now it's a stinker. Uh, Celtics one and a half point favorites in that one. I, I don't know. Do you do you play Celtics Cavs? Seems like a really small line for a good team versus a bad team. Yeah, especially didn't the Celtics just lose not last night but the night before against the Nets in like a, an overtime game where they gave up a, a thirty seven points to Levert there in the fourth quarter in overtime combined. Yeah, that was last night. That game. Yeah, Levert scored fifty one and the Celtics lost by nine in overtime. Maybe that's the logic back to back after an overtime yeah. game last night. Two-and-a-half-point favorite at Cleveland? That does not make sense. The Celtics should win that game by a million. Why is that two-and-a-half? That's uh, a stay-away game I guess, for Cleveland and hold your nose. Yeah, I, I can't go Cleveland and hold my nose. That's probably more of a stay-away than either. a Cleveland game for me. That's that's tough. Uh, Bucks are always big favorites. They've got Indiana in town tonight. 11-point favorites for Milwaukee. I, oh. I struggle to bet against Milwaukee because you're just going to be miserable for two-and-a-half hours if you do. 
Yeah, and and they and they weren't great in their last game. Milwaukee lost their last game, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, and I, I think this team has that mentality, like Golden State, you know, from a couple years ago. I think they're trying to win the regular season. I, I and not that there's a prize for that, and they're going to be the number one seed. But I think that they're trying to get some sort of prize for being the best team in the regular season. That's beyond you know the tangible home court advantage. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but if I was going to belt Milwaukee tonight, I, I know that they're minus 625 on the money line. I'd throw them in in a parlay or something like that. I don't know if I would give the 11. Uh, throw them in money line in a parlay, you mean? Yeah, yes, yes. I would not bet that minus 625, you know, lay 625. That's too much, obviously. Um, the teams that I'm looking at, I like Utah minus 7.5. That was my Knicks. next that one. Line, what what that, about that line? If you, I mean, if you're not worried about getting good odds, if you just want to hit a, a winning parlay, maybe throw the Thunder, the Bucks, and the Jazz all in a money line parlay, three team money line parlay. Uh, Thunder, Thunder, Bucks, Jazz. I'd even throw Heat in there. I think Orlando's sort of uh, they, they were a team that was hanging around and hanging around. I'd probably consider the Heat at seven minus seven and a half on their money line more than the Thunder minus seven and a half on the road. That's the same number. Give me the home team with the Heat. Yeah, fair enough. I, I like the logic there. Thunder, back-to-back, losers of two in a row, big. Uh, I could see them dropping one in Detroit. Although that's a game you would expect them to win. It's certainly not a given. Uh, we'll give out some more picks in the NBA whenever we make our picks. There's a lot of top 25 games tonight in college basketball. Uh, Seton Hall was a team you mentioned playing against Villanova. Yep. That's a 7:30 game tonight. Uh, Kansas is in action tonight. They've got TCU at home, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State tonight. What's sticking out to you in college basketball? You keep saying tonight, tonight, Colby. Um, this is a better spot today. We've got afternoon hoops in the Mountain West. Two o'clock start, Air Force <laughs> and Fresno. And 4.30, we got San Jose State in New Mexico. It's degenerate's delight. you got afternoon hoops. What's better than that? That is degenerate's delight. Have you seen the money in the New Mexico-San Jose State game? New Mexico and San Jose. New Mexico and San Jose. New Mexico's playing for an NIT berth. San Jose State, I think, is like seven and twenty, seven and nineteen, something like that. I've not seen the money, but at minus nine and a half, uh, I would lay all nine and a half uh, on that because New Mexico's got something to play for. You're not the only one. Ninety-nine percent of the money currently on New Mexico. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent. And, and you know me, Colby. I'm a big uh, proponent of FTP. I'd put that on a bumper sticker, which is fade the public. But sometimes, oftentimes, a lot of the time. Basically, 50-something percent of the time, the public is right. This might be one of those cases. At 99%, you're looking at a San Jose State team that is miserable. Miserable. I'm not saying to go bet New Mexico to win the Mountain West. I'm not saying to bet New Mexico to do anything in this tournament. But you might be able to buy a half a point and buy that hook and get them to nine. Why not? Why wouldn't you? And plus, you get in a little afternoon basketball with your cocktail before you watch the news. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Kansas won by four on Saturday against the worst team in the conference. Kansas is a 16-point favorite tonight against TCU. 16 points. In Lawrence, they beat Oklahoma State by 30, I think, last week. In Lawrence. How, how about TCU having Baylor and Kansas back-to-back, too? TCU coming off that win. Uh, yeah, beat the Bears. Saturday against Baylor. Yep. Looked pretty good. Uh, do you think they might have peaked? I mean, this is a 500 basketball team. Uh, I mean, I don't know exactly what the record is, but when, when you're describing TCU, this, it's a 500 team. They've got OU up next at home. This is probably one TCU punts and then tries to come back and beat OU 
to get a little momentum for the tournament. I would I would like to stick team with Kansas. Uh, I probably would too. This is a good time, I think, to fade the public. Don't do it with New Mexico. Do it with Kansas. Kansas is a good way to fade the public. 81% of the money is on TCU. Only 55% of the bets, but 81% of the money is on the Frogs. That's way too much in Lawrence. Because that line seems like too much. And then Kansas, uh, obviously, what are they – what are they, one up with two to play in the conference? Yeah, on Baylor. So, if they win this one, that'll be enough. Um, I, I, I think Kansas is playing for a number one seed still. If they lose this game to TCU, that could drop them off the one line. I don't know how close they are to the two. But to me, I think Kansas has a lot more to play for here than TCU does because TCU's not making the tournament. Uh, you don't think they could backdoor it if they win the last two games? If TCU beats... That, that would, if they win their last Baylor. two games, that would put them at 18 and 13 on the year, 9 and 9 in conference. And yeah, I guess if they beat Kansas, I'm not talking about covering, I'm talking about beating Kansas, that would give them wins against one seeds Baylor and Kansas back to back with an OU game up next. Yeah, I guess that would give them a lot of momentum going in. But I'm not talking about winning this game, Colby. I'm talking about are they going to cover that number? Oh, no, uh, I was just talking about motivation. I mean, it's yeah, still it's a long shot, but it was a long shot to beat Baylor on Saturday, and they pulled that off. They're halfway there. Not, not really, though, because if you looked at that line, it was a goofy four or five, I think was the number. Baylor only uh, uh, laying four or five at TCU. That's not very much. So that wasn't a we, – we considered a huge upset because of the disparity in the standings. But it's not an upset in Vegas. That was a, a mild upset, if anything. Yeah, you're right. And the public obviously was on Baylor with such a small line, so that was a good game yeah. for Vegas. Uh, locally, yeah. Oklahoma State, anything in that game do anything for you? I, I actually like the Cowboys to cover the six and a half at home against Kansas State. I'll tell you what. I mean, if you want to go a little cross-sport action, I would parlay a money line Oklahoma State. I don't know that they cover the six and a half. I don't really trust them. Uh, I do think Kansas State's pretty much given up. But um, if you're going to – I would money line Oklahoma State in a couple of those NBA games that we were talking about at minus 275. I think that's some pretty good value there. I, I wouldn't do it in a two-teamer, but I might do it in a three- or four-teamer to get something out of it. Right, to get a little value in the, uh, in the parlay. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I mean, you're looking at are, – are they what's, your, what, where's the, what's the money show on Oklahoma State? Uh, the money on Oklahoma State – let me find it. My guess is – how sure are you to buy insurance on Oklahoma State just to win the game? You feel pretty good about that, right? I feel good about that, too. For them to win the game, yes. Why can I not find this yeah. game? I don't know. I can't find I, it. I there it is. I don't, I don't trust them to cover that six and a half. They very well may do it, but I just don't have a lot of trust in them. Oklahoma State is getting 72% of the bets, 68% of the money, minus six and a half. Yeah, that's a, that's a, pretty, good, that's a pretty good chunk. I I wouldn't consider taking Kansas State in this game in any way. There's no way that you could get me to bet Kansas State. You could bet me. You could get me to no play it. You could get me to maybe money line Oklahoma State, but that's as far as I'd go here. Yeah, fair enough. I, I like that. Let's uh, let's do our picks for today. We're each going to give okay. you three, and then we'll do a golf pick as well. It's Wednesday. We've got the Arnold Palmer Invitational this week, so I will let you go first. We'll go uh, snake draft style, just like we okay. did last time. Your first pick. Who you got? The Knicks burned me last time. I'm going Jazz this time. I'll lay the seven and a half at New York tonight. Jazz minus seven and a half uh, at New York. I like that play. Spike Lee likes that play. Spike Lee now uh, an avid Knicks hater. What would so the odd- now me and Spike Lee get to watch the Knicks games the same way on TV, right? On TV. What would the odds uh, have been that you could have gotten in Vegas that James Dolan would have kicked Spike Lee out by the end of the year? That should have been That's a hard to bet. believe because is there any bigger Knicks fan in the world ever that puts the Knicks in every one of his movies more than Spike Lee does? No. 
No, nobody. Nobody. Uh, Spike Lee is the Knicks fan. He is the Knicks fan. That's James right. Dolan is a moron. Uh, all right, I'm going Oklahoma State minus six and a half for my first one. I know you said you don't trust them to cover. You trust them to win. I think Kansas State's completely given up. Oklahoma State, I think, needs one more win to get into the NIT. If they win tonight, that guarantees them a 500 season. Texas and Baylor, uh, Texas and Butler, pardon me, both got into the NIT last year as 500 teams. No sub-500 teams made it. So I think Oklahoma State needs to win tonight to secure an NIT bid. So give me Oklahoma State minus the six and a half at home tonight against... Uh, against Kansas State, and then I'll go over to the NBA for my second I like pick. Box. I don't mind laying the points with the Bucks because I think they're trying so hard to run people off the floor. Coming off the first loss in what feels like two months, I'll take the Bucks and I'll lay the 11 points tonight against the Pacers. Interesting. Hmm. Well, now you got me thinking, and I, and I, and I hate to be average Joe here, but I'm all, I'm all for value, and I'm all for winners. I don't really care how it gets there. Get me to the counter. I'll lay the nine and a half against dreadful the dreadful Spartans. Give me New Mexico, Lobo Nation, minus nine and a half. 430 tip, by the way, folks, so get that one in early. That's a 430 tip. New Mexico in the first round of the Mountain West against the San Jose State team. I looked it up, Colby. They're not good. Uh, their record uh, as of today seven and twenty three. That's hard to do in college basketball. <laughs> seven and twenty three is tough in the Mountain West. Too. Seven and twenty three is tough. Is that the uh, San Jose State? Didn't they beat Arkansas in football this last year? Yeah, I bet against San Jose State about eighty percent of the time in all sports. Give them, give me against them in volleyball, track, uh, swimming. I don't. I bet against San Jose State all of the time. By the way, that game's at that Thomas and Mack Center, so it's a neutral side game, too. So that makes me even more comfortable laying the nine and a half there with San Jose State. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, your last pick. You're a big St. John's fan, aren't you? You love the way St. John's plays, don't you? Uh, yeah, they just play Up fast. They're just fun to watch. They, they sprint. They sprint back on defense, full court press. As soon as they get the rebound, all five of them are sprinting the other way. So they're just fun to watch. Um, yeah, I find them to be sort of a grind to watch. Not my favorite team at all. Um, I was looking at that game. Uh, I'll tell you who's an interesting team also is Tulsa, which is a game or so away from being the number one seed in the AAC. And their uh, true efficiency or their ranking in that regard is somewhere in the 80s, which tells you something about that conference, I guess. But I sort of like Tulsa on the road, getting two and a half at Temple. They're bubblish sort of team. Temple is not. Give me Tulsa plus the two and a half, 6 p.m. start at Temple. God, you're such a homer. You're such a homer taking the in-state team to cover. Exactly. Says the guy who's got Oklahoma State minus six and a half. Yep. Uh, All right, my last one, I'm going back to the NBA. The Fighting Zions are six and a half point underdogs right now. Tonight. In Dallas. Ain't nobody beating Zion by seven points. Did you watch Zion and LeBron Sunday night? I loved it. Man, he is fun to watch. I was I was on the uh, Pelicans that game. That did not work out. Were they? Oh, yeah. They were point and a half favorites in that game, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yep. They were. Yep. They were. All right. Give I me like the Pels it. plus six and a half tonight. So we've got wow. six picks. Pelicans at... Dallas, interesting pick there. You just think that that they're going to keep it close, I guess. I just think that they're going to keep it close. I think they could win that game outright, but I definitely think they'll keep it close. They've been really good 
since Zion started playing. He got reevaluated. They're going to start yep. letting him play back-to-backs. His body's 100% healthy. So give me the Pels plus six and a half. And I'll tell you what, we sort of clowned on him for a good long while, but Lonzo Ball is legit. He's a nice player. He distributes the ball. You know you're going to get it if he's got it in the open court. Yeah, his dad was a clown, and he went to the Lakers whenever he came out. So I think everybody, I don't know, expected him to be Magic Johnson yep. as a rookie. I don't really know what people expected. But he's a nice player, and he's developing. Yep. And he's still only, what, 21, 22 years old? So they've got uh, 20. Yeah, very young. They've very got, young. And his, his dad's been quiet. His dad's where now? His dad's been quiet. Oh, his dad's been quiet. Yeah, I, have no, I haven't heard from him. I assume we'll hear from yep. him come NBA draft time when the younger brother gets taken number one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll hear mm-hmm. from him even more if the younger brother doesn't get taken number one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, Arnold Ballmer, invitational time. I've already got my pick lined up for this week. I've got uh, – I liked 28-1 to 1 last week. 28-1 to 1 was good to me, so I'm going back to it. Give me Ben on at 28-1. to 1. He's finished top 15 here the last two years. He's uh, coming off a great Sunday at the Honda Classic. So I'll take Ben on at 28-1 to 1 to, at the very least, get me another top five and hopefully win the tournament. What's his nationality, Ben on? Ben on. That is a great question. Uh, I can find South out. Korean? He might be. South Korean? He might be. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm going to read you the entire list, Colby, of Americans who have won at Bay Hill since 2006. So more than 10 years. You ready? Uh, Tiger. Tiger and Matt Every. That's it? That's it. Wow. That's it. So that's a good pick for you. Uh, that's why I'm saying that's a decent pick. Uh, Americans don't win this tournament, and Ben On is... That's a good little stat you found. He is South Korean, by the way. He's from Seoul. Yeah, I, I think uh, Ben On is not from uh, the contiguous uh, 48 states, or Alaska or Hawaii, for that matter. Uh, that being said, I like... He played at Northwestern. But I believe he is English. I like Matt Fitzpatrick at fifty to one. Ooh, Matty Fitz. Good value in him, and, and I'm seeing a couple other guys that are that are on Fitzpatrick as well. So I like that pick at fifty to one. Okay, he's been playing some good golf. He's been playing some good golf across the pond. Of course, it's much different to do it yep. in America, as everyone who listens to Paul Azinger yep. on Sunday knows. You can do it on that European yep. tour, but until you do it in America, who are you really? Have you even played golf? Do you even know what I- golf is? I walked a couple holes watching Fitzpatrick at the Masters a couple years ago. The dude is barely taller than us. I mean, maybe he's not. And he can uh, – he gets through the ball pretty – obviously, he gets through the ball pretty well. But I like seeing people that look like no- – if you saw Matt Fitzpatrick on the street, you wouldn't know who it was. Yeah, it's that's like – the, the, the one golfer size I was blown away by uh, at Pebble Beach last summer for the U.S. Open, watched Abraham Answer play a couple holes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Abraham answer uh, makes you and me look like pretty big guys. Yeah, I interviewed him when he was playing at OU when I was doing some stuff at OU. And yeah, he, he just seemed like a regular, I just seemed like a guy. And good for him. He's made some money and he's not just made some money. He's been a really good tour player. So uh, he's easy to cheer for, definitely. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, that is all for today. Uh, Andrew, I am leaving the state, so we'll get back together next week, and we will do it again. We'll have conference tournaments going next week. Uh, We'll have a lot going on. So probably next Tuesday, we'll try to get together before the conference tournaments start and give everybody some winners. All right, sounds good. We'll check in with you next week. All right, good stuff. That's Andrew Gilman. I'm Colby Powell. Hit us up on Twitter, at Colby J. Powell, at Andrew Gilman. Okay. Uh, Glad everyone was with us this morning. Thanks for listening once again to By the Hook.